Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you are here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast and our very second guest, Lauren Tukuafu. She is a marketing and branding expert, and I am so thrilled to have her on today. I want to speak to all my entrepreneurs out there. This is for you. I want to help you build a personal brand, so listen up. Now, I've known Lauren for such a long time, and I know her background. She is fabulous, but of course, she needs to introduce herself. So the lovely Lauren, please go for it. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. I guess background, let me introduce myself. So I, my name is Lauren Tukuafu. You said my last name perfectly. So yes, okay. I pride myself on that because no one ever says my last name, right? So I'm like, you know what? I got this. Yeah, (laughs) you did it perfectly. So I am a mama. I have two little ones, age two and six months, and I am a wife and I'm a business owner. I am a certified business coach and strategist. And prior to starting my business, I had a 12 year career in sales and marketing. And the last agency that I was working at is actually where I met you, Lauren. Mm -hmm. So I, prior to starting my business, I worked for four years at a web design and marketing agency for bloggers and influencers. And that's how our relationship started because you reached out to that agency and wanted to get your website designed by us. So we did that for you. And then a couple years later, you and I reconnected and you were just like, I need help getting this business started. I don't know what I'm doing. So that's how you and I connected. And Fun fact, you actually launched my business because when you reached out to me, I was in a season where I was like, we were in the middle of the pandemic and I was, I had a toddler who was, it was getting harder for me to do my full-time agency job with her. You know, even though I was working remotely at home, thankfully, and I could be with her at home, it was Mm -hmm. still getting harder for me to do my job with her and be on demand with the the amount of calls that I had for the business and Mm -hmm. whatnot. So when you reached out, I was in the season of like, I had made that decision that week that I was going to launch a business and that I was going to be, I was going to consult women and helping them mm-hmm. start their online brand. And, and then you reached out that week and I was like, actually I do this. So mm-hmm. we did it. We yeah. started, you launched, you helped <laughs> launch my business, which is incredible. And today it's involved, evolved a little bit. So when I first started my business, I was really working with a lot of bloggers and influencers. And today now I feel like I support women still building online brands, but more specifically women that are wanting to jump into like the coaching space or online education, um, Mm -hmm. really monetize like their, their unique set of skills, you know, service providers as well. And less with like the traditional blogger and influencer space. So, and I, I also, one of the unique approaches that I have to my consulting business is I really am focused on how can we simplify your business mm-hmm. so that you're working yeah. as minimal as possible. So I serve a lot of busy mamas, but also even just women that are trying to find that balance of leaving their full-time job and step into their side hustle or this, this business that they're starting we really focus on simple strategy to help you balance all the things that you've got going on in your life and still build. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love it. I don't, if that's not a perfect elevator pitch, I don't know what is. (laughs) You're so good at just explaining exactly what it is you do and appealing to the right audience, which I love. And just like Lauren said, you know, we met the timing of you launching your business and me reaching out to you could not have been more serendipitous to what we both needed at the time. Yes. I needed someone who was going to help me and guide me through this process and do it right, which God knows you did. And you needed someone to be your like little guinea pig. And (laughs) the timing of it was just so perfect. And 
you know, I, that's so much of what we preach at LaRue and on the podcast is just allowing divine timing to work. And so I think that the beginning of my journey, that working out for us both so perfectly definitely spoke to how, how this was all going to unfold for me, which I love, but I want to just dive right in with Lauren because I know that this is a really exciting episode for the entrepreneurs who are looking for some answers, maybe some clarity on how to begin or continue building their personal brand. So Lauren, why don't you tell us basically just what it means to have a personal brand and how how that works? Okay. So a personal brand is you are monetizing your name, your face. You're the name, the face of the of the business, of the brand. People are buying from you because they like you, they know you, they trust you. And obviously that can be, you can monetize in a variety of ways and there's mm-hmm. different business models for personal brands. You know, you can go that influencer route where you are sharing your lifestyle and you are working with brands. You're basically acting as a billboard or as a, advertising platform for brands and that's how you're monetizing Mm -hmm. you can step into that educational space where you're sharing your unique skills knowledge etc even network marketing you know you can leverage your personal brand to grow your network marketing business because you're sharing you know again your unique set of skills you know leveraging the product that you're Mm -hmm. selling in your network marketing company is like that vehicle but ultimately, like short, simple, sweet, your personal brand is your name, your face. People are buying from you because they like you, know you, trust you. I love it. So that definitely clarifies because I asked a couple questions to people I knew would really love this podcast. And they said, try and clarify what the difference is between a commercial brand where you're selling more product-based stuff, like opening a clothing shop online versus a personal brand. And I love that knowing stepping into creating a personal brand, you are the person behind the brand. You know, a commercial brand can be completely different to not necessarily your your values and what you personally believe in, but it's not you're you're not the center of attention. Your product is exactly, and your your brand, a commercial brand, is typically recognized by like a logo, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's other branding elements, you know that that it's recognized. And a personal brand, I mean, I tell my clients all the time, like they're like, well, I'll get started when I can invest in a logo and this and that. I'm like, no, you don't need a logo. You don't need a website. Yeah. People just need you. And yep. like there's like before we ever get there. And of course, can a logo, can a website like elevate your brand in the future? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it is not what you need to get started in building a personal brand. Yeah. I remember when you and I were beginning, you preached to me and so much of the content that I've consumed since then, courses I've taken, et cetera, all of it has preached that it's not about diving into this brand new lifestyle with everything at the ready. You don't have to have everything ready. All you need to know is a very clear brand vision, what you're offering and who you're reaching. And you, that process unfolding with you, because I'm such a perfectionist and I have such Mm -hmm. an issue of letting go of making sure everything is perfect. You were such an amazing coach and teacher in offering me that separate avenue to know that I can still be wildly successful without having everything perfect down to a T. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the here's the thing about that too that I want to say when it comes to perfectionism, because I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with when they're starting a business is, you know, we see all of these amazing personal brands that are being monetized online. And we want to show up in a way that is going like we feel like the the way to stand out against the competition or, you know, the way to like show up and say like, hey, like invest in me instead of her, even though she's been around for, you know, five to 10 years or whatever, is to show up as if we have a brand that's been around for five to 10 years. Does that make sense? Like we want things to look and feel the way that these other brands have evolved to Mm -hmm. and it's just like not possible like right like we're gonna jump in and and here's the thing your your brand whatever you start with today i promise you it's gonna look completely different a year from now oh absolutely right so it's never gonna be perfect and perfectionism is kind of a moving target as well because what's perfect to me isn't perfect to you yeah, my my perception of perfection is different than someone else's perception of perfection. And as I grow and evolve as well, my even my own perception of perfection evolves and changes too. 
Yes, absolutely. I totally love that point because when I was dealing with trying to get everything perfect and I was just really pushing myself back and struggling with it, I had to remind myself that, okay, no matter how much effort and love and perfection I put into a piece of content or creating a website or et cetera, someone might come to it and not think it's perfect at all. They might Mm -hmm. not like it. They might not relate to it. They might not enjoy the content. And that's so much of what you stressed to me too. Knowing your ideal client who you're trying to reach is the absolute most important thing because Mm -hmm. when they come to your content or they find you, it's not about, oh, this picture is really beautiful or this website is gorgeous. Now, like you said, those things really help. And I, I'm just such a, like, everything has to be pretty in my life. Yes. (laughs) So my website is beautiful. However, it's the value of the content that they're looking for. They're looking for me to deliver what I'm promising. And the fact that clarifying your personal brand to mean that is just, that's way more important than having a perfect picture or a perfect color palette or et cetera. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Love it. So when it comes to building a personal brand, what do you think creates a clear vision to what you're going to offer your ideal client? So that's such a great question. So I think, I mean, so how I teach strategy, we teach four strategic pillars. Mm-hmm. And so it's evolved a little bit since you and I have even worked together because yeah, we had a lot of pillars, but I've simplified it down because I feel like, especially when you're getting started, the more simple, the better. So four strategic pillars. And that first pillar that I teach is nailing your niche. And this is the foundation of all other business strategy. There's a lot of talk around niching or niching, however you want to say it in the industry. Mm -hmm. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And the multi-passionates are raising their hands and saying, well, what about me? Can I still have a profitable (laughs) business? Like, There's just like a lot of talk around niching down, but here is what I'm going to tell you. It is so important that you figure out what your niche is Mm -hmm. and how I teach niching. What, what I, my definition, the definition by Lauren is simply knowing who you help and how you help them. So getting Mm -hmm. really, really clear on the transformation that you can create for people, right? When we're building personal brands, especially like in the coaching education, even like service provider space, you got to think of yourself as a bridge builder, right? Mm -hmm. You are, there's a problem over here on the left side of the bridge, and you're building the bridge for people to cross over to solve that problem. You have to get clear on the problem that you solve for people. And once you get clear on that problem, then you can kind of evolve into like, okay, who am I solving this problem for, etc. So That is like the very fundamental foundation of your brand is figuring out what problem that you solve first. And then obviously we evolve into different strategic pillars as well, right? Once we know what what our problem is that we solve, how do we monetize that? What's our product Mm -hmm. suite look like? Now, how do we generate leads and convert leads into paid clients? That's another Mm -hmm. pillar. And then how do we create content that takes our Mm -hmm. buyers through a journey where they build that like no trust factor and where we really stand out from the competition, from the other person that's teaching the exact same transformation? Yeah, I absolutely love that bridge analogy that really paints a beautiful picture of what you're doing for your client and how you are connecting them to your content. But I really have always loved, I think one of my favorite parts about going through coaching with you is clarifying the process of like no trust. And I'd love for you to expand on what that means to the listeners. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like no trust factor, we hear that that phrase thrown around a lot in the industry as well, right? You got to build like no trust factor. You got to build like no trust factor. Okay. So let's start with trust because this is how we start to build notoriety in our space, right? We've identified the problem that we solve. We've identified our niche. So for example, my niche is I help busy mamas simplify their strategy and scale their businesses to six figures working less than 20 hours a week. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. like in a transformation statement, that's how I can communicate my niche. Right. And Am I the only person online that's teaching that? No, 
there's actually there's actually several women that since I've niched down, it's so funny. Your brain finds evidence and proof, right, of things mm-hmm. that you're doing. It's like yep. the it's like the analogy of like you're looking for you want to buy your dream car, and all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Okay, it's the same yep, exactly. thing. Once you pick your niche, you know what's going to happen is you're going to go online and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, everyone is teaching this. I am not mm-hmm. the only strategist online that is teaching how to build a business multiple six figures working 20 hours a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. So how do you build notoriety and really stand out in the space? And this is your trust factor, right? So it's showing up and it's having a really solid content strategy, right? Yep. It's creating awareness around the problem. It's providing value and solving that problem for them. Trust also comes from social proof, right? So sharing how the transformation, how you've been able to create this transformation in your own life. You know, if you're working with clients, are your clients getting that transformation as well? So trust really starts to come by showing people, hey, this is what I say that I am doing or that I can do for you. And now here's the evidence that I do that. And that goes, comes from our content strategy and content strategy. We got social proof. We got value content, et cetera, right? The like and no factor, right? So people buy from people that they like and that they know as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this is, this is very unique to personal brands because when a commercial brand you know, that trust factor is there in terms of, they build trust factor in terms of quality of product, right? So it's, for example, you're on the East Coast, so I don't even know if you know what In-N-Out is, but In-N-Out over oh, here, yeah. okay, In-N-Out on the West Coast over here, it is like my, I'm from Southern California, so it is like my favorite hamburger place. And, <laughs> you know, they're a commercial brand. I don't know who the CEO is. I don't even know who the original founders are. I'm not connected to a person, but I'm connected to the quality of their product, right? I know I can go through the drive-through every single time and get an amazing, delicious hamburger every single time in like under 20 minutes, okay? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So commercial brands, you know, the trust factor comes from like quality, customer service, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And personal brands, however, we talked about the trust factor, but where people connect with personal brands is on that like and no even more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So once you build the trust, you know, there's other people that are building trust in the same niche, like we talked Mm -hmm. about, right? There's other people doing the same thing, teaching the same transformation, right? So what's going to be the difference of someone purchasing from me versus someone purchasing from another person that's teaching the same thing. Mm -hmm. And she's doing great as well. And she has built notoriety and trust around this. It's the like and the no, right? Mm -hmm. People want to get to know who I am. So we've got to show up as a personal brand. And I'm not saying divulge every area of your life or be vulnerable Mm -hmm. in every area of your life, but people need to see your face. They want to connect with you. They want to feel like they can relate to who you are, right? And so we're showing them other areas of our lives and, and building those relationships. Relationship building is so incredibly important in having your personal brand be successful from the competition. And this is where you're infusing like your own personality into your brand, right? And connecting and your own values and things that are connecting with people. Yeah. I was going to ask on that note, because you said it earlier, do you think that when it comes to a personal brand and you're building that like, no trust, do you think there's a certain relatability required to getting to those ideal clients? You know, do you have to relate to them on some level or is it more so do you think the the value of what you're offering outweighs that relatability because I found that people are willing to invest in people they relate to. Even if the quality of the product or whatever they're offering is amazing, if they don't relate to them on a deeper level than, you know, surface area stuff, then I think that people aren't willing to invest in major products or major offers. Yeah, no, totally. So, and it's like, and this is where, this is again, where it's like, well, how do I show up and stand out and attract people Mm -hmm. online? Yeah. You do it by being you and you have to be really connected to what your values are. For example, I have, I don't care when people swear, but for me, I've got little kids around Mm -hmm. and if I have a coach that's constantly dropping the F bomb, like, 
You know what I mean? Like I probably wouldn't connect to that coach or want to hire her because I don't necessarily like want that infused into my environment. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? And so, yeah, it does. So, and that's like such a, such a generic example, but it's like Mm -hmm. really being, you know, in tune with your values. Another example would be if, you know, one of your values is self-care, making sure that you have time for yourself, your hobbies, your passions, your family, you're probably not going to invest in, in someone's education or coaching or mentorship where they're like, you've got to work eight hours a day and you've got to be on five different platforms. You've got to do this, right? If my, one of my values is like simplicity, family time, ease of, of business, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hire someone who's like in the hustle and grind culture. So, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with swearing and there's nothing wrong with hustle and grind. If that is you, that is you, you know, mm-hmm. but just know like you're going to attract people into your business that love dropping the F-bombs or that like yeah. are in the hustle and grind, you know, if that's who you are, if you are more of family values and you are working, you value working 20 hours or less a week, those are the people that are going to be attracted to you. So showing up as your most authentic self, getting in tune with your values and Mm -hmm. who you are, that's going to attract a certain crowd to you. People that feel like, oh, I see myself in her, right? People want to be able to see themselves in us, in their mentors or in the people that they invest in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and they want to be like, okay, I know she can take me somewhere, but they also don't want to buy from someone who's too perfect because that's not attainable yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was trying to get to with the like and no. Like we want to make sure that we, you know, people buy from people that they like and that they know mm-hmm. because what it is, it's that relatability factor. Like you said, Yeah, they are okay. seeing, they're able to see them a version of themselves in us. And so they're like, yeah. okay, that feels good to me. It feels comfortable enough. There might be a little bit of a scary part in there because, right, like oftentimes we're reflecting a future version of the people that we're mentoring. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, that feels a little scary. Like, can I do what she did? But they Mm -hmm. also see the realness and the human side of us and they see similar values and they're able to relate and and that builds a lot of that builds a lot of trust too. Yeah, I really agree with you because I've been thinking a lot about this where I've been maybe struggling to grow a little bit. And I think it's just trying to find a really even line or even scale between making sure everyone understands and values what I offer. However, they're finding relatability and comfort, even yeah, even comfort in my content, knowing, okay, I'm I'm going to her page or I'm going to her blog and it's a safe space, or I'm gonna find content that I really love that relates to a lot of my life. So I think that. Once you've built out your niche and you know exactly what it is you're offering, I think that's a really important part of building that brand is making sure once you do start reaching your ideal client or your ideal audience that you're offering the same amount of relatability as you are. This is my product. This is what I offer. This is what I can give you. Yeah. Here's, and it's so funny that I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like this is like a really hard part about building a personal brand online. Because when we show up online, we immediately want to be perceived in a certain way, right? Like we want to be perceived as, oh, she's got her crap together. She's perfect. She's this or that. But at the end of the day, what we don't recognize is that actually doesn't help us connect with people. Mm -hmm. I will tell the funniest story. So I was on a coaching call the other day and I... This is like, it's kind of embarrassing, but I'm sharing this for a very real reason. Okay. So it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing, but so I was on a coaching call the other day, I was drinking a soda. I had a canned soda and I was playing with the little pull tab, you know, like the tab that mm-hmm. opens the soda. Yep. And I was playing with it back and forth, just like you do when you're a kid, you bro- I broke it off and it fell into my soda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I set it aside. Cause I was like, Oh, my tab is in my soda. I probably shouldn't drink that. Well, I was so immersed into my coaching call. 10 minutes later, I took a big swig and oh I God. swallowed the tap. Okay? <laughs> oh my God. So here's the thing. I'm such a people pleaser that instead of like coughing and choking it up, because <laughs> I probably could have when I first realized it was going down my throat, I took another swig and decided, nope, I am not interrupting this call. These clients have paid me too much. I'm letting this tab go down. Okay. 
by the way, oh my gosh, for the next that is five hilarious. minutes on the call, I was having, I was cool as a cucumber on the outside, but I was having like an internal freak out. Like, oh I'm my sure. gosh, I, what did I just do? I just swallowed metal. Okay. Those things are so sharp too. Like I'm shocked you didn't cut the inside of your throat. Okay. Well, good news. It's not inside me anymore. Like we've got it handled, but here's the thing. I went on my stories that night and I shared that story. Yeah. I had more engagement, uh-huh. more response, more connection with people by sharing that story. I had more conversations in my DMs in the last in that in a 24-hour period than yeah. I had had in an entire month, right? Yep. You know, had I not shared that, would my business still be evolving and thriving? Sure. But mm-hmm. people love to just be like, oh my gosh, she's human too. Yes, right? Because absolutely. it's like we're showing up and we're like, we can be super professional and be teaching like the most amazing things and educating in a way that's inspiring people to create change and transformation in their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, they want to know that we are human too. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I've said this before on this on this platform and on the blog and just really with the brand all together that so much of social media we have to remember is just like a highlight reel of someone's life. And when you get in that comparison realm, it can get really dangerous because you lose yourself. You're trying to embody someone else's identity mm-hmm. and it can get really difficult to then again, clarify exactly who it is you are, what you're sharing, what you're offering, et cetera. And that's kind of a perfect bridge. Now, you've already touched on this a bit, but I want to just make sure I we clarify this for anyone who's really questioning this. When building a brand, so when you're really just kind of starting out, when you're figuring out what your niche is and you're really just kind of nailing down all the aspects that's important, when you find someone, like you said, with a really similar vision or a really similar offering, how do you encourage or help clients to really, truly clarify what it is that they offer and who they are? So when they do begin really reaching a wider audience or reaching you know, strangers and people coming across them, that person gets to their platform and knows their unique voice. And maybe they know several other people who do this, but they can identify, okay, this woman is offering this exact thing to me and this is who she is, et cetera. Like, how do you encourage clients to really bring out their uniqueness into their brand? Yeah, that's such a great question. I think step number one, like stop consuming for a minute. If you're feeling really lost in what your voice is, you need to go on a social media fast. You need to like go inside because here's the thing we all we all know the answers already. They're all already inside us. And especially when it comes to our voice and who we are, it's the reason why we get lost and we forget is because we're too busy and there's not Mm -hmm. enough quiet time in our life. So we're too busy consuming and we're taking on the identities of the things that we're consuming Mm -hmm. or, you know, even in motherhood, I don't know how many listeners that you have that are like in a season of motherhood. I'm sure you have some moms that listen to you, but I will say in motherhood, you know, when you're from sun up to sundown changing diapers and you mm-hmm. have spit up all over you and you're constantly nursing or whatever, it's like you're just mm-hmm. in the day-to-day grind. Sometimes you forget who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think like the first and foremost is like turn down the noise. If you are trying to figure out what your voice is and what makes you special and unique, turn down the noise and I love that. go That's inside beautiful. and yeah. like really internalize you know, for me, even just recently, I was like, okay, kind of coasting through life right now, like I'm going through the motions, but I didn't feel like I was really connected and like living. And so I was sitting down, I had to sit down and be like, what lights me up? And Mm -hmm. it was like, you know what lights me up? Eating breakfast. (laughs) I love to eat breakfast. Okay. When was the last time that I like, and I, and not just like a bowl of cereal, I love a hot, savory breakfast. So that's been something I've started to infuse in my life. I make breakfast every morning now. You know, what else lights me up? Yoga. Okay, I'm going to make time for that. What lights me up? Mm -hmm. Reading. And not just Mm -hmm. like, not listening to a book, even though I do plenty of that with, you know, I'm running around with the kids. I love to have something on in the background that I'm listening to. But, you know, just physically opening a book and reading, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. like really like reconnect with yourself and figure out like what lights me up, what makes me happy. The more I feel like the more 
that you invest in who you are and the things that light you up, it's going to infuse over into your content. Yes. And it's going to help people see who you actually are. So if you're feeling lost and you're trying to figure out your unique identity, turn down the noise, reconnect with the things that light you up, do more of that. That is going to bleed over into your content. Oh, I love. The second tip that I would have is look into your past. Okay. There are hints. There are clues in your past about what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Lauren, you're a writer, right? I'm sure you can look back all the way into elementary school. I'm sure you won like a writing award, like in elementary school. I did. I did. Right? My correct? Yes. Yep. Hey, right? Connect with that child. Yes. Like if, oh my Like gosh. you got to go back to your past. You got to connect with that child. The clues were there. Before someone mm-hmm. told you it wasn't possible, I bet you were dreaming. One day I'm going to be a published author. I'm going to write all these oh books. Gosh. I'm going to do this. It's like you're speaking to my 11-year-old self. Exactly. We all have an 11-year-old self who, you know, or a five-year-old self. We all have that person inside us that Mm -hmm. had these dreams. Yes. And had these, and it's like we were born with them. It wasn't like something that someone told us that we had to be. This was before people Mm -hmm. started telling us what we had to be. Mm -hmm. You know, your subconscious is wide open until you're eight years old. So go back before you started using like your conscious brain, go back mm-hmm. before eight years old and start looking at what were the things that like naturally came to me? What qualities yeah. did I have? What characteristics, what interests? There's clues there. And ultimately, you know, if you're at a complete loss of like, I can't figure out who I am. If you're like, turn down the noise, you've looked back in your past for clues, go to the people that know you the best and the people yes. that you mm-hmm. trust Kate, Absolutely. and ask them, ask them questions. What, you know, what, what qualities do you admire most about me? Mm-hmm. What are things that you, you see as like natural gifts and talents and abilities? So yeah, I would say when you're having an identity crisis, you got to just turn off the noise, look in your past, speak to people that love and, and support you and that know you best. That was so beautifully well put. And I've talked about all of those points really on the podcast before. If you guys haven't listened to it already or don't remember, definitely go back to the episode. I think it was like five or six on the power of personal investment, because when you invest in yourself and you know not only what you can offer, but your value in that offer, you become so much more confident in the work you're producing and the connections you're making. And that is so much of building a personal brand is not only knowing what you're offering, but being entirely confident in that offer. So we've talked about this throughout the podcast, but I really want to clarify, I think, what is truly the most important thing or aspect of your business that you must understand when building a personal brand. And that is how do you find, figure out, and then reach exactly who your ideal client is? Got to start with nailing your niche. Yes. So this again, like I'm going to come back to this. This is the foundation of your business strategy. If you have not figured out what your niche is and I teach, I teach niching down, I feel like pretty differently than a lot of people do because, you know, and I touched on this a little bit, but, but your, your niche, when you work with me, we ultimately boil down your niche into a transformation statement. Mm -hmm. And there's not just one part of that, right? There's Mm -hmm. one part is like your zone of genius, your expertise, you know, another part is your ideal client. Another part is the problem that you're solving. Another part is like the genre of the industry or the marketplace Mm -hmm. that you're in. And your niche is right there in the middle where all of those overlap. Yes. I love that. So you have to start with your niche and, and your ideal client is a part of that niche when it comes to, and you were asking like, you know, how do you stand out or how do you attract Mm -hmm. that ideal client to you? So it's going to be speaking very specifically to the problem that you solve Mm -hmm. for them. So you guys have probably heard about people talk about ideal client in terms of figure out how old she is and what Mm -hmm. type of content does she consume and does she have kids and things like that. And those are all great. That definitely helps you get to know your ideal client on a superficial level, but I want you to go even deeper. 
what mm-hmm. keeps her up at night? What is she thinking about? What fears oh, does that. she have? What goals does she have? Mm-hmm. You know, what's her life vision mm-hmm. and what's the gap? What is she missing to get there? That, that is where the magic happens when it comes to content creation and really starting mm-hmm. to stand out and attract people to your audience is you're saying, hey, ideal client, I bet you feel this way. I bet you are struggling with this. You're like calling things out as if you are in their head and then you're, and then you're creating a vision for imagine if your life was like this instead. Mm-hmm. And this is how I can help you. So when it comes to standing out from your ideal client, know the value that you are bringing to the table. Know the problem that you're solving. Even if, okay, and you don't have to be a coach or an educator to apply this principle to you, okay? If you have a personal brand, you need to know what your niche is. You need to know what problem you're solving for people. If you're selling a network, if you're in a network marketing company and you're uh, selling a product, your niche is not your product, okay? Mm -hmm you're selling oils, if you're selling whatever, that is not your niche. Okay. Your niche, right? What is going to be the difference of someone buying the oils from you versus mm-hmm. the other person in the company that's selling oils too? Okay. Well, one person might be a mom that's talking about holistic living and she's sharing recipes for green, clean products so that when your baby gets into them, they're non-toxic. Nothing's going to hurt them. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then there's going to be the other person that's selling them that is like, I use these and they solved an autoimmune, like they helped me clear up an autoimmune disease. And they're over here in the health and wellness space, right? Two very different niches, two different, very different problems that are being solved. Same product, right? Yes. So yes. That product, makes it so clear. Yeah. So your product is not your niche. Your, your niche is the problem that you're solving for people. Mm-hmm. And when you can get clear on that, you get clear on the value, you're naturally going to attract people. Same thing if you're a blogger or an influencer, what's going to help you stand out from every other blogger and influencer out there, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing fashion, your niche. It's like, I follow this person because she shares she takes high fashion and finds dupes for them so that I can mm-hmm. still show up trendy and fashionable. But then I follow, there's this one, this lady over here, she's like only sharing luxury brands, both sharing fashion, bringing different value to the table. Love it. Right? Uh, it's That makes it very clear in understanding what's really important when you're building your personal brand. And it's not going back to the very beginning of this podcast. It's not the the perfect content. And making sure it's looking everything over again and again and again. It's definitely making sure that with each piece of content, you're reaching your your ideal client and you're letting them know how you're solving any sort of problem in your life. And you've made that so clear. I love it. This is, this is the difference between the women that are making thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars online and the ones that aren't. Okay. It's like not enough. And this is not your fault. Like if you have ever had the dream to build a brand on Instagram and make money on Instagram, okay, what we've been taught for the last 10 years is all you have to show up is like you have to show up, share fun, valuable content, and share your life and people will, your account will eventually grow and you'll eventually be able to monetize that. Okay. And that's like not how it works anymore. You know, people that have hundreds of thousands of followers are able to just like continue to ride the wave of the old model because they're celebrity status now. They have hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of followers. It doesn't matter what they pitch. People are going to buy it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're wanting to build a business online now, you have to get so clear on who you help and how you help them. Because here's the thing. Your ideal client is scrolling Instagram right now and she's being bombarded by hundreds of marketing messages. And they have like three milliseconds to decide, is this a post I'm going to click on? Is this a profile that I'm going to follow? Like you do not have a lot of time to make an impression. So if it's not clear how you help people, they're going to, you're going to get passed up. It doesn't matter how incredible your offers are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how funny you are. If you cannot capture their attention by being super clear on how you help them, you're going to get passed by So before you do anything else with your strategy, before you start creating content, before you start building your list, before you start creating offers, figure out how you help people. 
And again, there's clues to this in your past as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Just because your niche doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be an expert. An expert mm-hmm. is a, a type of brand voice, right? Your niche, like you might be able, like you're, you might be on the journey. Maybe you mm-hmm. aren't just had a baby and you're like, I'm going to take all my people on a journey of how to lose baby weight. I haven't done it before, but this is what my account's about. And mm-hmm. you're sharing it from a real time perspective, right? Eventually you will become an expert. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's clues in your past. You know, everyone has unique skill sets. People have gone through messy things in their lives that they can turn into a message. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Passions. Again, you don't have to be passionate about your niche either. That's another controversial thing that I teach probably, but start with there's clues in your past, pick one and then get really clear on the problem that you solve. And, I love and it. Who you solve it for. That's, that's so perfect. You have already given me so much to think about to <laughs> like stuff I'm going to rework over the next week. I, every and time I, I talk, you're like, wait, I got to put my business on pause. I got to go rework yes. something. Sorry guys. I'll be back in a week's hiatus. I have to re redo all of this stuff. Oh my gosh. But you know, I want to talk about maybe the not before, before we get to our journey together, I want to share with the listeners a little bit of what you and I did. Um, and how it got me to this point, but I want to get into maybe the not so best parts of building a personal brand. So what do you, what are the toughest challenges you've seen your clients face or even your friends face when building a personal brand and building a business? I think the first one is like not the immediate gratification of success. Mm, Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. So we hear these stories online about, you know, people making these $10,000 months or, like they have even hundred thousand dollar months where people yeah. are scaling and growing and what we don't see behind the scenes like what they're not talking about is you know so for example online there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and mm-hmm. it's so funny because i know a lot of people like in the coaching space behind the scenes so it's like once you kind of like really get into the industry you're able to kind of pick apart the way that people are positioning their brand story right mm-hmm. so For example, I know a girl and she's amazing, but she talks about how in one year she made half a million dollars in her business, okay, which is incredible. What she doesn't tell you is that was like her fifth business that she started, okay? She had like Mm -hmm. four other businesses before that where she didn't make half a million dollars in her first year, Mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of like the smoke and mirrors of the online space. And so like people are are telling you about their success. They're sharing their wins. That's amazing. And would I trust that person? Like she's figured out how to make half a million dollars in a year, in a first year of business. Yeah. I would trust that person. She can go in and tell me exactly what to do. She can collapse time for me. Mm -hmm. Right. But the, the part that's not being told is the backstory. Yeah. You know, same thing for me. I launched my business and within a year I was able to quit my mm-hmm. full-time job. Okay. Yep. My first month full-time, I made $10,000 in my first month full-time with a two-month-old baby and mm-hmm. a two-year-old. Okay. Yes. That's an exciting story for people. But what's really important for me to be transparent about is I also have 12 years of sales and marketing experience. Yeah. And I have logged in the past five years over 4,000 hours of self-education in online digital entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. okay i've also spent thousands of dollars in courses coaches etc yep okay so so i feel like that's like the first struggle it's like if you show up online and you're not an immediate success it doesn't mean you failed it just means you need to keep going right it's the people that continue to work through it continue to grow continue to learn you will eventually find success you will absolutely So immediate gratification. The other thing that comes up for a lot of people is just the sneaky ways that fear shows up in our business, right? Like it's not perfect enough. We overthink things. And so at the beginning of a business, you see a lot of starting and stopping. And a lot of that is like sneaky ways that fear is showing up in their business. So perfectionism, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a sneaky way that fear is showing up in your business. It's not good enough. Or I will do this when I have this right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll launch when I have a website, I will launch when I've got a clearer idea of who my ideal client is, right? Mm -hmm. 
the people that are successful are the ones that just start and just keep going. Overthinking is another sneaky way that fear shows up in our businesses and makes us kind of like spiral, right? Mm -hmm. We overthink something to death, you know, instead of just taking immediate inspired action. Yeah. So yeah, we just get in our own ways. And then of course, you know, with any business, right? Any business we start, it doesn't matter if it's like a brick and mortar, an e-commerce store, building a personal brand, whatever business model you decide you want to pursue, there's always going to be like the downside to that business model, right? There's always a downside to any type of business model, the not so glamorous, the not so fun part. So part of putting yourself online and building a personal brand is you're going to have rude people. You're going to have trolls. You're going to have people that tell you that you're fat and ugly. (laughs) (laughs) The best. The best, right? Okay. And you're probably also, you're going to have your friends and family and the people that are close to you until they see you successful. They're going to be like, Oh, what is she doing? Yep. Right. Like they don't, they're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Anticipate when you're building a personal brand, this is my Mm -hmm. best advice is anticipate the things that are going to get in your way. Mm -hmm. Understand that you are building a business. You know, most businesses take about three to five years to be successful. Yep. You're in it for the long haul. You have to have the mindset that no matter what, I will be successful in this business. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, that was, that was amazing because not only can I fully relate to everything you've said, but I think so much of it just kind of rounds out really what it means to build a personal brand. Because I want to go back to the first point in saying that I think, you know, the, the immediate gratification aspect of it. When you're going into a business, especially a personal brand, and you know, you're offering basically like what you've done in your life. So for me, that's intentional living. I transformed my lifestyle, you know, started living a billion percent more intentionally and making intentional choices and purposeful decisions, et cetera. That's really what I'm offering my clients. And I think to be, like we said earlier, very authentic and relatable in what I'm offering, I have to share the hard parts of my life too, you know? And I think that that creates that really wonderful authenticity of a personal brand. Whereas like you said, people that are wildly successful right now, some of them don't have that. And people just invest in it for the sake of getting the results that they want. And some of them, a lot of them might get those results, but they're not necessarily going to be authentic in the in the content they're consuming and you know it might not have long-term results etc so i think that sharing your journey as much as you're willing to and being fully present and authentic in that in that brand is incredibly important to appealing to your ideal client specifically when it comes to offering things that you and I offer, you know, you're yeah, a mom, you're going to show your motherhood in the best and maybe most difficult ways. And I'm someone who's, you know, preaching intentional living to young women my age that's most often going through really hard times in their life and how they can transform that into the best parts of their life and et cetera. So I think that showing up fully and authentically in those, like you said, maybe zones of genius or just whatever you're offering can be honestly some of the best ways to appeal to that ideal client. Yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to touch on the hard part of, you know, kind of anticipation in what's to come in building a personal brand. And oh my gosh, I relate to everything that you said. (laughs) Been through all of it, been there, done that, not doing it again. Now, I will say my family and my friends have been incredibly supportive in this, but a lot of them don't understand what this means. And, you know, it's it takes a lot of, I would say, patience. You know, if you do have that incredible support system, it takes a lot of patience to invite someone into this part of your life and let them know, hey, this is the journey I'm taking, but the the results may take a long, long time to come. And for me, you know, I'm just getting to that portion. I'm just finally getting to the results and the building and the income. And it's been a year now since I started my brand. So it's just knowing that the the hard parts can sometimes outweigh the best parts of it, but like you said, if you're truly dedicated to this and knowing you're in it for the long haul, that those hard parts won't matter because you're going to overcome them. They're going to make you stronger and a better business owner, and then your business is going to thrive. So yeah. I think that that's what's 
beautiful about building a personal brand is you you build and you grow along with it. And Absolutely. that doesn't come with building like a commercial brand or working a nine to five or something like that. So I think that if you're thinking about taking the leap of faith and building a personal brand, Lauren and I are Lauren 2.0. We're both here to tell you that this is definitely your sign. And I want you guys to hear from Lauren because I talk about this all the time. It's been over a year now since I launched LaRue. I cannot, Lauren, I cannot believe it's been that long since you and I have worked together and that this all started. I, I can't believe it. But I want to know, how have you, as someone who's more like objective to the brand, you know, you're not in it with me day to day, have you seen the brand grow? Oh, yeah. Well, you've grown so much. And I I always tell you, I'm like, I feel like the proudest, like, big sister, like, yes! watching you, like, show up and do things because I remember very clearly the very first coaching call that you and I yep. got on. After, like, we just decided, like, yep, let's move forward. Let's do this. We got on a coaching call and I remember asking you, okay, so tell me what your vision is for the brand and, like, for your for your blog. Like, what do you want to do? What is, what is LaRue all about? And you're like, well, I want it to be this and I want it to be this and I want this and this and this. And it was, like, the quintessential multi-passionate all over mm -hmm. the board brand. Yep. And at the end of that conversation, you're like, actually, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. it was like I want <laughs> everything, right. but I don't know what I'm doing at the same yep. time. I feel like the first big milestone working together, I literally cried when you read your, told me about your brand and your ideal client when we went through the work and I we remember. did the homework. Mm -hmm. You just had such a concise, this is my ideal client. This is how I'm serving her. Mm -hmm. You were able to communicate that so clearly. Mm -hmm. And that's even gotten more narrow and more mm -hmm. niche down, even just in the last year. Yep. That was really powerful for you to like identify, hey, just because I'm multi-passionate in my life doesn't mean that I have to be multi-passionate in my business. Mm -hmm. Just because I love it doesn't mean I have to monetize it. Yep. And you got really clear on how you were going to monetize your business and very specifically how you were going to show up and how you were going to help and serve your yep. clients. Absolutely. And, and that's like where the magic has started to happen, where once you got clear on that, you now have like a full product suite, mm -hmm. right? And you're showing up and you're, you're sharing those offers and you're booking the consult calls, like you're doing the things and you're making the business happen yep. again. And it all came down to your niche. And here's the other yep. thing that I will say with you as well, you know, in doing all of this work, I, I do see where you have let go of perfectionism. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still are a perfectionist, yeah. but <laughs> you let go of it more. You like loosen the reins. Yep. Um, I will, I, the other thing that I'm, makes my heart just burst inside for you is when you can show up on stories after like coming back from the gym and your face is sweaty, but you're just oh showing up and like you're sharing, <laughs> no, but like you're just sharing your, you're just showing up as you. Yes. And I feel far more connected to that than yep. the perfect stories that you were originally putting. Yes. I putting remember. Out. Yep. You know, or no stories at all because you're like, yeah. no, I'm just not confident enough to be on video. Oh my gosh. That's so funny because I get, I fix myself and do my hair and my makeup maybe two times a week during the work week because I go to the gym every day. And so those are funny enough. The days that I'm like, oh wow, I didn't post a story today. I forgot. Or to like put my face on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, what a waste of makeup and hair. <laughs> I'll shoot, I'll shoot pictures and I'll like get get content done, but it's never the days that I show up on story really. And then I'm like, I get home from the gym and I have this amazing idea. And I'm like, okay, well, I look like crap, but whatever. I will say this. Here's one thing that I will say though. Your value and what you teach has always been the same from yep. day one. The quality of of your experience in mm -hmm. living more intentionally and the transformation that you're able to create in your own life is no different than today. Yep. It's stronger because you've been implementing it longer, right? Yep. It's more Absolutely. compounded. You have more results from living an intentional life, but someone could have hired you a year ago and you would have created amazing transformation in their life a year ago as you can today. Mm -hmm. What has evolved for you is 
your business acumen, like yes. acumen, right? Oh my gosh, yes. You've been able to more clearly market that message. Mm -hmm. You've been more clearly, like more clearly have been able to attract your ideal client. Mm -hmm. You have a more clear product suite and offers, right? You have more clear content. And anyone who's thinking about starting a business today, okay, we all have these incredible gifts. We all have things that we can share that Pete, that's worth thousands of dollars for people to pay us mm -hmm. and we're able to create a transformation for them. The only difference is you got to learn the business side of it. You got to learn the skills to be able yep. to market yourself in a way that's going to attract people and say, wow, I want to invest my money mm -hmm. with her because I know she can create change for me. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That was so beautifully well put. And that transitions us basically into like the last point I want to drive home with you. And I think this is going to be such a beautiful way to end this because I think that we talked about confidence and we've talked about showing up authentically in the business and ways that you can just really connect with your ideal client. And some of that can seem really scary. You talked about maybe the harder parts of building a personal brand, you know, getting pushback, you know, getting comments and messages from people who aren't on your side and who want to make sure that you know that. And you and I, you know that when we were working together, that was my biggest fear was showing up and having someone tell me that my work is not good. I don't, I have no authority to speak on these subjects, et cetera. I think that that fear of being seen, that fear of getting pushback and judgment is something a lot of people face. So I would love for you to end us on how you encourage entrepreneurs and your friends and coaches and people building a personal brand to overcome that fear of being seen and of being judged and create truly an authentic personal brand that they have always dreamed of. Great question. Okay. First and foremost, know that the best brands both attract and repel. So when you yes. can go into your business with the mindset that I'm not for everyone mm -hmm. and that is okay, you're going to show up more powerfully because you're going to be able to say, I know I'm not for everyone, but the people that are for me will find me. Yes. Oh, so having that and then when you're not ready, do it anyways. Mm -hmm. When you feel you're not ready, do it anyways. Be consistent take inspired action. When that thought comes to you, I should do this, go act on it. Yes. The slower you are to act on inspired action, the more you're going to spiral into that overthinking mm -hmm. and then shut down the consuming of content. Yes. Like limit the mentors, pick yep. one, two, three at most people that you follow for business advice yep. because you're going to create confusion for yourself. The more people that you're listening to. Mm -hmm. So Pick a couple of mentors, follow their lead, invest in a coach, like yeah. have someone hold space for you. You're starting a business. Okay. Yeah. Invest in yourself, invest in your personal development, invest in someone who can hold your hand when the days are hard. Yes. And oh, when you it. try to go talk to your significant other or your best friend and they're like, I want to support you, but I don't really know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Invest in a coach who knows what you're doing. Yes. And he can be like, I'm here for you. Like, I've got you, girl. It's good. Yeah. Just do it. Just do the damn thing, as Lauren oh, would say. Oh, my gosh. That's such a perfect. Oh, stop. I'm going to tear up. That's such a beautiful way to end this. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And I just want to say on Lauren's note, you know, finding mentors. You guys have heard them now. Haley and Lauren are my mentors. They are people I look up to so much. Lauren has been here from the very beginning with me. And... I truly do not know where I would be without her. She has helped me through everything. And, you know, I've told you guys, if you listen to my first podcast, my my journey, my story of getting to where I am today, that moment I started working with Lauren, I, yes, I had begun my intentional living journey and yes, I had begun changing my life, but the confidence aspect of it was not there. And Lauren helped me through that journey. She got me there and she... She was there, like she said, holding my hand until the day I launched. And since then, she is there for me every single time I need a pep talk or I just need to work something out because she knows what she's talking about. And that is the power of personal investment and investing in the people that you definitely and certainly trust with your time and your income and helping you build what you want to build. So 
with that, thank you so, so much, Lauren, for coming on the podcast. I love you dearly. You are oh just the light of my life. Oh, Lauren. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Um, and I'm so honored to be here and yes, just thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm so glad you were on. Please share with the listeners where they can find you. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at lauren.tukuafu. That's T-U-K-U-A-F-U <laughs> in case you need the spelling of it. And you know, we talked a lot about niching down today. I'm actually doing a live masterclass on November 8th, all about how to nail your niche. And if you are listening to this, since you're one of Lauren's listeners, I will um, offer you a discount on that masterclass. So it's going right now for $27, which is still freaking cheap. But yes. if you want it for seven, just send me a DM and I will get you into that class for $7. Yes, Lauren will help you. This is the, you guys, you've heard it for the last hour and X amount of minutes. Nailing your niche is the most important part of starting your business. So go invest with Lauren. This is such an easy investment to make. You're going to learn so much. You're going to get so much value from this masterclass. So go do it. And with that, I will say thank you so much for listening to our second guest episode of Do the Damn Thing. As always, if this episode resonated with you or if you know someone who wants to start a personal brand, please, please, please send this their way and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.